Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Book AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording back in the home bunker. Folks, there's so much news, I don't know where to begin. But where I do want to start, I guess, is with the state of Florida. Ron DeSantis, the Florida Education Board, their bullshit and fuckery as it pertains to Black AP courses. Here's what I want to say about this. This is the biggest, most obvious, it's not even the most egregious. But when people ask, what does white supremacy look like? When people ask, what do you mean by fascism? When people ask these very real questions, either because they genuinely don't know, or they're just trying to be obnoxious, the answer is Ron DeSantis and the state of Florida. White supremacy, as I said in a TikTok video that I did yesterday, needs oxygen. White supremacy requires a consistent feeding of the beast in order for it to sustain itself. The feeding of lies, the gaslighting, the erasure of anything that is not white and cis and straight and male. White supremacy cannot handle the truth that they are anything but supreme. White supremacy is based on the fragility of straight white men who, in order for them to feel powerful, to believe in their own superiority, they must oppress and dominate 
degradate and try and humiliate every other group in order to hold on to their power. What makes white supremacy obviously more dangerous than any other form of hatred and why it's so insidious is because white, straight, hetero, pseudo-Christian men are the gatekeepers of every fucking industry and space in this country. So they get to tell you what is beautiful. They get to tell you who matters. They get to dictate what you learn. They get to dictate whether or not you get healthcare. They get to dictate who gets loans for their homes. They get to dictate who gets into college. They get to dictate what a woman can and cannot do with her own body. They get to dictate whose sex is deemed disgusting and needs to be uh, litigated, right? And whose sex is okay. They get to tell you what is normal and what is not. Because they are the governors, they are the president, they are the city council, they are the heads of tech companies. They run everything. And so anything, any bit of threat to the pyramid scheme, to the gaslighting that they have created, which makes you hate yourself, deny who you are, assimilate into their fuckery just for a, just a piece, a piece of humanity and good-ish enough treatment. If there is any threat to that, they'll blow up the entire project, which is what we are seeing right now. So Ron DeSantis isn't just Satan and the devil and all of these other things that people call him by people. I mean, myself, Ron DeSantis embodies and is emblematic of white supremacy and what fascism looks like in America. When you have a governor that is deciding that black history, which is American history, is not of educational merit because in black AP history, you are going to be challenging the narrative that has been force fed to Americans since the public school system was built, which is that, you know, these good faring, God faring people came over on boats they met with the indigenous population. They shared a lovely dinner and then all was well that slavery was a quote, necessary evil in order to build this country. But we've been doing right. And by we, I mean, white Americans have been doing right by the black population. And if it wasn't for all their crime and all of their trouble that they cause, then the hammer wouldn't need to be brought down on them in the form of over-policing and over-criminalization and marginalization and over-incarceration, right? That if you were to learn the truth, then you would begin to question this system, this matrix that you've been a part of. And if you are a white American, you would be able to start to think about, have the ability, let me say, to start to think about 
the ways in which your life has been more privileged than other groups of people. And if you are somebody with a conscience, you'll want to start calling bullshit on those systems. But then if you start to call bullshit on those systems, if the white population of this country were to get as conscious and dare I say woke as black indigenous people of color, then the systems that advantage the white male hetero cis people communities would no longer be able to wield the type of power that they do. So instead what they spend their time doing is pinning groups against each other so long as we continue to fight for the scraps that are being left over amongst each other, they get to eat the entire fucking pie. So any bit of challenge to the lie that has woven this entire fucking country's narrative is an affront to their power and must be shut down. So what does that look like? It looks like erasing black and indigenous people of color from curriculum in K through 12 altogether. It looks like any teaching that does not center white male power, white male quote unquote genius and innovation challenges their status quo and must be erased, must be labeled as wokeness. We must then wake up parents, white parents to their power and say, you don't want your kids learning how to hate America. Well, let me ask you the reverse question. Why would children learning the nonfiction version of America make them hate it? If there's nothing in there that you should be afraid of. If racism is a hoax, right? If black people are lazy criminals, like you've already said, for centuries upon centuries, which is how you've been able to keep your literal and figurative knee on my community's necks, then why would you be afraid? If everything that you have ever done, white America, has been on the up and up, has been benevolent, has been righteous, has been just, then why would you be so concerned with another vantage point, with another perspective, one that isn't centered on what the oppressor wants you to know, but rather the actual facts and realized and lived experiences of those that have been oppressed. White supremacy cannot exist without fear. Fear is its oxygen. So long as you can continue to intimidate and fear monger, 
to white America about what they will lose if black people were to get their actual earned part of the American pie. What would happen? So you got to continue to stir that pot. You got to continue to add in all different lies and stories and bullshit and fear and hatred. You got to continue to tell stories about how they're taking from you and they're undeserving. You got to talk about how women have been poisoned with this sense of empowerment and this, what is this, this, this feminism, this me too, that doesn't allow them to be treated like blow up sex dolls in the workplace. So we got to make sure that women still are beholden and know their place. So we take away their ability to have bodily autonomy, which means that their male counterparts can still control them. We don't give you the equal pay that you've been asking for. And so many studies and reports have been done to show that women do not make equal amounts to white men in this country. And when you tick down by race, by sexual orientation, then those numbers get even less than. But so long as you can make gay people, the LGBTQ community, your low hanging fruit and make it so that you have whole communities now that are fearful of transgender people and the bathroom and what they will do and drag queens brainwashing your children because too much acceptance is a threat to their cis hetero construct of bullshit. You mean if people are allowed to love and live with dignity and respect, then how do you keep Women and other people disempowered. How would the white man possibly stay on top? But then I have another question. If the white cis hetero species is as supreme and great as they say that they are, if they truly are superior and anointed in some way by God, which is what Christianity tells you, then alleviating any of these purposeful legislative obstacles that have been placed in every other group's way since the beginning of time wouldn't cause any threat if white cis hetero men are as superior as they say that they are, wouldn't this just give them an opportunity to show their stuff, to show how tough and how brilliant and innovative they are? But we know, dear friends, that their idea about the snowflake is their projection 
They can't take questions about their merit, about their worth. If white men in this country had to prove in the way that women, black people, other people of color, queer people, trans people, indigenous people have had to prove their worth over and over and over again, We're not even asking for that now. We're asking that people, all people who have been purposefully marginalized and kept out of industries and colleges and universities that have been denied the ability to build their American dream and wealth be given access and that we right the wrongs that have been done. Because that is what it would look like to actually level the playing field. I was driving around the other day. I was up in Rhode Island. And I'm driving around and I'm looking at all of these beautiful homes. And I'm thinking to myself, it's a largely white area and community, very wealthy and has been. And it wouldn't be enough to just then say to black indigenous people of color that have been denied access to the amount of wealth that has been generational wealth to say, okay, well, now we'll give you a loan. Now you can go buy a home or you can start a business because they still don't have the generational wealth, right? Told them to go to college, now are in crushing debt. True equity in this country looks like reparations. It looks like giving back to those that you have stolen from. It doesn't just look like now opening the gates when you have had two and a half centuries of a head start. And now saying, oh, look, well, I don't know why they're not doing better now. It doesn't make sense to me, but I realize that white supremacy and racism and misogyny and homophobia and transphobia and ethnophobia and Islamophobia and anti-Semitism, I realized that none of it was ever supposed to make sense. It was all meant to be this one big project where the rest of us who are not in the majority class or race are left spending and spinning our wheels and spending our time trying to defend and redefine our humanity in the eyes of people who have treated us in the most inhumane, indescribably violent and disgusting ways. I want you to think for a moment, if you're not a person of color, if you're, let's say, a white woman listening to this show, I want you to think about the ways that white men have been able to take advantage of you, 
whether it be in the workplace by denying you the ability to leave said marriage because you don't make as much as your husband. So you don't have the financial independence, not getting that raise and that raise being given to some guy because he has a family. Not being able to apply for a credit card until 1974 without the signature of daddy or your husband. Without being allowed to go on birth control without the consent of your daddy or your husband. Being denied access, jobs, bodily autonomy by the very men who say that you're their prize, but treat you like their property. We are at an inflection point in this country in so many ways. Because regardless of whether or not you want to erase black people from history, you want to make slavery but a footnote to the story of America. You want to make Jim Crow necessary, right? Our information sources are so fractured that you can't keep up the fucking lie. School ain't the only place people are getting their information. Fox News is not the only place people are getting their fucking information. So the the disinformation campaigns that took real hold in 2016 are now also going to work to the disadvantage of those who took advantage of it from the beginning. Because you can't keep up the gaslight and the lie of superiority when we have access to so much other fucking information than the shit that you've been shoving down our throats for centuries. No one is going backwards. The question that keeps being asked to me is, Danielle, what, what does it look like? It looks like voting, A, number one. It looks like court cases and taking over the judiciary, number two. And fuck it, if all of that fails, it looks like a revolution, which we are already in the midst of a bloodless one that doesn't seem so bloodless when every other day is in another headline of another mass shooting in this country. We are being held hostage by white supremacy. We are in bondage to the gaslight and to the destruction that created this country. The only way out of it is to break out of it. Ron DeSantis is not the beginning and he is not the end. but they are overplaying their fucking hand because they think nobody's watching. They think everybody's paying attention to the fucking gas stoves and their fights over M&Ms. And we don't see the real shit that they are doing. 
People, the name of this show is called Woke as Fuck because white supremacy survives on fear and a lack of consciousness. Truth and intentionality are the kryptonite to white supremacy. It is beyond time, folks. It is beyond time that we all start to just wake up one by one by one and shake the shit out of the people around us that are still asleep. None of this is going to change until we recognize that we have the power to change it. Because the other thing that white supremacy needs is our complicity. We've had different inflection points in our history. This is the next big one. All of these attacks, they are throwing everything at the wall, including their own feces, which is what they did inside of the Capitol building on January 6, 2021. The media is also in cahoots because you see all of this is good for their ratings, feeds into the capitalist beast. It's time that we tune out and tune in to ourselves and what actually matters, which is our true power. I think that 2023, dear friends, is going to be a hell of a year for a lot of reasons as we prepare for the 2024 presidential election, if in fact we get there. So buckle up. That is it for me today, dear friends on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.